Hello and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. My name is John Thomas, and I'll be your host for today. Let's begin by reading from today's passage, which is Proverbs 23, verses 1 through 3. When you sit to dine with a ruler, note well what is before you, and put a knife to your throat if you are given to gluttony. Do not crave his delicacies, for that food is deceptive. Welcome to episode, it's got to be at least 100, of verses that I did not know were in the Bible. (laughs) Did you catch that? Verse 2, put a knife to your throat if you are given to gluttony. Seems a bit harsh, no? Uh, really, it's a great example for us and a great um, teaching tool of, of how to approach and how to read the Bible. It's God's Word. It's, it, it's alive. It's vibrant. But we've always got to consider the, the literary form that is presented uh, in to, in to us. See, we, we don't always read the Bible uh, literally. We have to read it literarily. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, we've got to consider the genre, the language, the original intent, the form of literature, in this case, wisdom literature, where the author is using uh, very creative and descriptive language, not prescriptive commands in this moment to get a point across. He's got my attention, uh, but you can put the knife down. <laughs> it's all good. That's not what this passage is, is getting getting at. So great. Now that we've got that out of the way, what do we do with this passage? <laughs> I mean, I have a confession to make. You know, I've been around church for a long time, but again, I've, I've never heard this passage before, and let alone have I not heard a message taught on it before. And I think I know why. <laughs> Here's my hunch. It has to do with that familiar yet easily skipped over word that's right in the middle of the passage, gluttony. You may remember a while back uh, in this podcast series, we walked through the seven deadly sins, and and we actually did three whole days unpacking the sin of gluttony. But even still, if I were to force rank the different kinds of sins with the absolute words at the top of the list and the lesser ones at the bottom, I'd have to admit that gluttony would be way down at the bottom of my, my list. And that's mostly because I know, if I'm honest, that I can struggle in that area if I'm not careful. But as the Kellers point out here, there's actually something more beautiful and profound that's going on here. So yes, our table manners, they matter. Uh, It matters how we conduct ourselves with others because it shows a sense of responsibility, respect, and honor, and gratitude. But even more than that, there's something here that's, it's kind of like a signpost of the age to come. That is that God is in the business of restoring all things in creation not just the obtuse sins, the things that we might put at the top of the list or the evil in the world that we experience. But actually, it's that, but also down to the the very ways in which we engage with one another in table fellowship. Whatever your view of heaven may be, we can be sure that in the new creation, when heaven quite literally comes down to meet earth, that all things will be restored. So in our interactions now, in the day-to-day, in the ordinary, in the sharing of meals, in our hospitality, yes, even in our manners, all of it is an opportunity to point towards the new creation. Now, real talk here for a minute. 
I didn't grow up in Downton Abbey. <laughs> I grew up in a home with uh, three dudes, my brother, my dad, and my mom. And let's just say that we didn't always nail the manners thing. I can remember more than a few Thanksgivings where my mom, who is an amazing woman, by the way, would work for days in the kitchen uh, to get the meal just right, on her feet for hours, shopping, cooking, cleaning, doing the whole thing, um, just to have it sat down at the table and be completely consumed by my brother and my dad in under 10 minutes. It was it was like it was a race to see who could be done the first and claim the best seat to fall asleep while watching a unimportant and boring football game. And my mom would be so disappointed. I remember it every year she would want us to sit and and listen and talk. And sometimes we got it right, but a lot of times we didn't. We just consumed the food because, side note, it was so delicious. We loved it very much. Mom, if you're listening, your food is amazing. Um, but Looking back on it, that's just not the right thing to do. <laughs> not the right thing to do. The table was set, and it was never just about the food. It was always about her love for us, for our family, to create these moments and memories that was an expression of her love. So if we dashed off, that was in a way a rejection of her love for us. And you know what? God cares about that. He cares how we honor and treat one another. He cares how we, myself, how we show appreciation. He cares about our relationships. And, you know, this passage, as I was reading it, really reminds me about the way that Paul addressed the church in Corinth. You might remember in 1 Corinthians 11, where word had spread about this community and how they were mistreating communion. Um, it was seemingly every person for himself. The rich would would get to the gathering first because, you know, they weren't stuck in their manual labor jobs all day. So they would come before the poor arrived and they would get drunk on the communion wine and fill themselves on, on the very best food, leaving next to nothing for the poor that would arrive after them. And, and Paul calls them out. He says, you know, you're missing the point. Stop positioning yourself to get the best before others. See, the point isn't the mill. It's what the mill points to. The mill is central in that it points to the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus. So don't allow your familiarity with the mill to breed contempt, but participate with communal reverence and worship. See, we are called to enjoy the good gifts of God's creation all day long. Amazing, but in the rightly placed order and not at the expense of bringing dishonor to yourself and to others in your pursuit of the gifts of God. The Kellers close out uh, today's devotional with the following challenge and prayer, and I, I'm just going to read it as it's written in, uh, in the book, and I want to allow it to be my prayer and your prayer today as well. It says this, Ask yourself, have you overlooked manners and courtesy as a way to be wise and glorify God? If so, pray this, Lord, manners and etiquette are considered a discredited marker of privilege, yet they are much more than that. They are love, they are thoughtfulness, and full of respect, even in the smallest things and the most common things of life. Help me to be kind enough to recognize the power of manners and my etiquette in the way that I'm courteous and treat one another. Help me by your grace, in your name, amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. 
For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.